0: Hi guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Nick Egan Times. We have an awesome guest. We have Lucy Wall. Lucy owns her own virtual organizing business, which is a boutique virtual organizing business out of San Francisco. Lucy went to Princeton. Lucy got her MBA from UCLA Anderson School of Management, and Lucy's a chair on the board of Counter Plus. Paul, oh, sorry. How's it all going over there? And welcome, Lucy.
1: Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going pretty good over here. It's a sunny day in San Francisco, so no complaints. <laughs>
0: Nice. And how's it all been happening, obviously, with the pandemic and COVID? How have you handled that?
1: Yeah, uh been pretty crazy. So uh, I'm a professional organizer, and I used to do all my work inside of people's homes. And once the pandemic happened, that was pretty much a no-go, and I sort of figured um, what I do is great, but it's not essential. So <laughs> I was not an essential worker. Um, and it works a lot better than I thought it would. So it ended up being a really good pivot for me and my business, um, even though it was very unexpected.
0: Uh, cool. Let's just jump straight into it um, for the listeners. Um, give me some context. Who is Lucy Wool?
1: Yeah, so um, I identify most by what I do right now because that's what I'm really passionate about at the moment. So I always say I'm a professional organizer. Um, I'm also a avid skier. I'm a volunteer ski patroller here, uh, and I love to volunteer in other ways, too. Um, The chair of the board of Counterpulse that you mentioned, that's a nonprofit here in San Francisco. So I always have a bunch of stuff going on um, in normal times, like to get out and hike, get out and travel, get out and do stuff. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Tell me about your family and growing up.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Southern California, born and raised California girl, um in a relatively small city, sort of classic suburban American. <laughs> I have a sister, my parents are still together, you know, it's very picket feds situation. <laughs>
0: And have you done, um, much traveling within the United States or internationally at all?
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of traveling. Um, I would say a good balance of both. There are states I've still never been to, but I would say I've been to more than half. Um, I've been to four, uh, five continents, I believe. Uh, possibly. Yep. Six, oh. six continents, everything except Antarctica. Um, uh, big fan of Europe. Americans we just can't get enough of Europe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know we've, we've been all over the last trip actually. The last country that I came back into the US from um was France, but before that was actually Australia. So.
0: <laughs> cool. What do you think of Australia?
1: I love Australia. I've been twice. Uh, once when I was 22 with my family. And then this time was actually just for a few days at the end of a different trip. I was visiting a friend of mine from high school who lives in Adelaide.
0: Very nice. And um, what's your favorite location to go to in Europe? If there was one place you would go right now in Europe, where would you go? <laughs>
1: Well, right now, because it is February, I would go to, um, Lech, Austria to go skiing for sure.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, let's go back to obviously all your studying. How was high school and you've obviously done an MBA, which is amazing. Talk about the process from going through that. Um, all yeah. the way to where you are now.
1: Yeah. So I was always on the like super academic track. Um, I went to public school for elementary and middle. uh, But for high school, I went to boarding school, Uh, a very unusual school. It's in California. And in addition to being a boarding high school, you have to learn to ride and take care of a horse during your first year. And it's not Fancy, like you're responsible for the whole thing. Like you do everything from feed it to ride it to pick up after it. Um and you also need to go and do a lot of camping. So we would do these week long leave no trace wilderness camping trips at the beginning and end of every school year. And so I always like to joke around that I went to a very, you know, fancy, expensive private school for high school, but at the same time that particular school made me so that I'm not prissy today. <laughs> I can, I can handle the outdoors. I can handle some stuff. So yeah. Um, and then, you know, I ended up going to Princeton because I visited there and I just felt like I belonged and I was lucky enough to get in, which uh, to today, I can't even yeah, imagine hot, being hot, able yeah. to make a decision that way. I mean, this is back in, I, would have, I was applying to college and, 1999 <laughs> you know this is a long time ago so things have changed but yeah but the only the only academic experience that I really chose for myself was actually my MBA um, so I graduated Princeton took me a while to get started in a career because I didn't really know what I wanted to do I ended up doing nonprofit fundraising which I liked and I wanted to uh, sort of accelerate that career and so I looked around what can I do what can I do oh I can get an MBA that'll be something I could do and so I Decided I was going to do it, Researched the schools, applied, whatever, got into UCLA, went, had an amazing experience. So that was the one that from start to finish, I really did by myself.
0: That's amazing. And post, obviously, all that, give us some context of how... Um, your business eventuated, how that inspiration happened and yeah, how it's all, yeah, just transpired generally.
1: Yeah, no, I did not plan this I at all. Uh, so like I said, I was going to get my MBA to accelerate my career in nonprofit fundraising and I focused on nonprofit management while I was in business school. And when I graduated, I started interviewing and I was basically getting interviews for the same job I'd had before business school, just more zeros for the goal. So same job, just raise more money doing it. And I thought that is kind of depressing because I've already done that. (laughs) I want to keep going, learning, building my career. And so I got really frustrated and my husband said, you know what? Like just take some time and think about what you really want to do because like we're fine for a little while if you want to just like take a step back. Because I was really discouraged, right? Like I just gone through all this education. I was really excited and it was just kind of a big fat nothing. Um, and so, the other thing about that business school experience was uh, UCLA is a very entrepreneurial place. There are people starting businesses left and right. I'm sure there are at least 50 businesses that got started back then that are now, you know, that person's now in their third or their fourth business. So, it was very much in the water. And so, I was thinking, well, I could start something. I mean, if my classmates can, why can't I? Um, and talk to friends and family. What can I do that I don't have to go to more school for? <laughs> Uh, and everybody kept saying to me, you're so organized. Is that a business? And I did some research and sure enough, it is a business. <laughs> so that's why I started it.
0: <laughs> cool. And has business been? Has it been great? Like.
1: Uh, it has been a extremely rewarding journey. I would not say it's been like overnight success because that's not really a thing, right? Like you, when you start something, you realize like every overnight success took somebody 10 years, right? So I have technically been in business since 2014. I would say I've been really doing it since about 2017 because I was pretty tentative at first. This is something I always tell people when they're starting businesses. I'm like, if you're tentative, it won't go well. You have to be all in. Um, and so when I went all in, then I started to see results and started building my client base and building my brand and the whole thing. And, um, it's not the kind of thing where I'm going to be, you know, famous for being an organizer, but it's been really personally rewarding and really rewarding to help the clients that I work with. So I would say in that way, it's a total success.
0: Yeah, that's inspirational and well done on that. Um, what are your passions and hobbies outside of, obviously, your busy lifestyle that you've obviously got your hand in everything? What do you like to yeah. do in your downtime? Uh,
1: downtime? Um, I would say there's definitely some watching shows, for sure. <laughs> um, we have a dog. I walk my dog every day. You know, I work out every day. Um, staying healthy is pretty important to me. So, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a particular fanatic, but I just like to move every day. Um so yeah just kind of a normal life and then when I can go skiing go hiking go travel
0: terrific and what inspires you daily what inspires Lucy daily
1: Um I think the possibility of the future I am sort of an internal optimist I tend to see the bright side of things and so even when I'm feeling like I've been trying to build something in my business or I've been trying to write something or do something and it's not working, I'm still inspired by the fact that maybe it could work or maybe I'll think of something different that'll do something even more interesting because even with this, you know, small business, it's taken me places that I didn't think that it would. And so I'm inspired by the possibility of what could happen next.
0: Awesome. If you were 18 again and you could do things differently, uh, what would you change?
1: Um, Tough to know. I really enjoy that I went into college with no idea of what I wanted to do because I had an absolute blast just trying all kinds of different things. Um, I think the one thing that I tend to do is I tend to be a slow mover. Once I I, kind of sit back and I look and I wait and I research and then when I jump in, I'm all in. But that period of time while I'm doing the waiting, I kind of wish I could compress a little bit.
0: Yeah, cool. That's great insights. Um, in your opinion, obviously, with the changes happening over there in the United States, uh, where do you see the United States position going into the future and moving forward?
1: Mm. I, I I feel like it's more uncertain than ever. Uh, and I think to assume that we get to be some sort of self-appointed global leader going forward is pretty naive. Um, it's been a tough couple of years watching everything happen and... I feel like at this point, there's at least some adults in the room, uh, in positions of leadership. Uh, so hopefully we can get to a place where things happen that make sense. <laughs> and, uh, But I don't know. I, this is one time where I don't have a feeling of I kind of know what's going to happen. In 2016, I kind of knew it was going to happen. Now I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. We have a pretty divided country.
0: Yeah, sure. Um and what are the plans for 2021 for Lucy? What have you got upcoming? What are you doing? What are you working on?
1: Yeah, I'm actually working on building an app. Um I through my pivot uh, from personal in-home organizing to virtual organizing, I've sort of realized I have a really good idea of what I what service I deliver. And I think I can sort of take myself out of the equation in order to make it more accessible and affordable to more people. Because the fact is that professional organizing is expensive because you're paying a human being. So it's really only an upper middle class, upper class kind of thing, at least here in the U.S. And so but the people who really need help just getting home under control so they can live their life aren't necessarily wealthy. And so I'd like to be able to build something that can be a few dollars a project instead of hundreds or thousands of dollars a project.
0: That's awesome. And well done on that as well. Uh, Lucy, thank you sincerely for joining my podcast. I do appreciate it. I wish you all the success uh, with your business and the application you're working on. Um, and yeah, thank you.